Listener-driven Jazz 88 joining us on the morning show as we ask a cooking expert. Jan Zita Glover joins us to talk about all things cast iron. She does have a couple of classes. There are waitlist spots available through Minneapolis Public Schools Community Ed. Jan, thanks so much for being here this morning. Thank you. Nice to be here. What are some of your favorite things about cooking with cast iron? Well, particularly in winter, for people who don't like to grill outside in the winter, cast iron, <laughs> I do it, but, you know, um, I'm kind of hardcore that way. Sure. Uh, cast iron skillets or cast iron grill pans are just the greatest thing since an outdoor grill for making a stunning steak or piece of fish or pork chopper or, you know, whatever protein you might be interested in cooking. And the reason why this is so, and the reason why it is not so with the nonstick pans, even the most sophisticated new ones, mm-hmm. is cast iron does not drop in temperature when you put a piece of cold meat in it. It just starts searing. Other pans are not as effective at that. Carbon steel's okay in that respect, too. But other pans, particularly pans that are based on aluminum cores, they tend to drop in temperature when you put something cold in them. And when that happens, juices start to roll out of it and the meat turns gray and it never really gets a proper sear on it. But cast iron, because it has such great mass, does a really phenomenal job at searing meat just the same way that your grill outside does. Okay. If I'm looking to get into cast iron, should I keep my eyes out to try and find some that's been used, or is it okay to buy new? It can be okay to do both of those. Uh, The one difficulty with old cast iron is that if the pan has suffered what we term thermal abuse, meaning like maybe it's been used in a campfire, the kindling is really, really hot, it will no longer have a completely flat bottom. And if it doesn't have a flat bottom and you put in a little bit of oil, for example, or butter, that butter is going to pool wherever the pan is lowest. And that could either be a little dip in the center or it could be around the edges. If you buy an old pan and it's like that, then you're never really going to get even searing inside that pan. From my point of view, uh, you're either going to end up paying quite a lot for a beautiful older pan, and there's no question that they're smoother inside, which most people like, and they're also uh, much lighter in weight than the current ones, which are machine-made. But the present generation of Lodge, and Lodge is the only of the large manufacturers left that still makes their pans here in the United States, would probably be my pan of choice you're going to get an absolutely flat bottom in a pan. And I think that's maybe more important than the aesthetics of the lovely older ones. I know that cast iron needs to be seasoned before you use it. Is there a conventional or quick way to get a pan seasoned? Well, you know, I'm 77. And when I was starting out cooking, when I was in graduate school back in California, you couldn't buy a pan that was even partially seasoned unless you bought an old one. All raw cast iron pans are about the color of a nickel. And you just start using them by cooking in them. You need more fat, whether it's butter or oil, than you do later on. What's important for people to understand about cast iron, and this includes the new pans, which have been partially seasoned, is that cast iron is a really porous metal. Until all of the little tiny pores on the cooking surface have been filled up with 
oil or butter that has then polymerized and become solid and filled up those little pores, you're not going to have an, a nonstick surface. You can do all kinds of additional seasonings before you start using it, but I think that's just kind of crazy and, and wasteful of energy. You're just going to use a little more oil initially, and then one day you find that by putting in that same amount of oil, you have oil left over in the pan that you had in the past, and that is the pan's way of telling you it is now fully seasoned. Um, Ben's food just sort of slips around in a wonderful way, and it's a natural form of nonstick, and all you need to do is keep your friends or uh, housemates from scrubbing out all of that beautiful seasoning that you have managed to apply. Yeah, I have been uh, yelled at by a cousin about not putting the cast iron pan into the sink as I was doing dishes. Once your pans are fully seasoned, you can certainly scrub them out. Suppose you just bought yourself a new cast iron pan and you wanted to start using it. Okay. Um, I'd say this is the other thing for people who have not used cast iron or other non-nonstick pans. You have to heat up the pan first, then you put in the fat, and then if you tip the pan with the fat in it and you can see sort of like little trickles of oil going down there that are in distinct paths, then it's hot enough for you to do your cooking in. You don't want to do this nervous thing of just shoveling food around inside the pan when you start cooking with it, because if you do that, you're not going to get this lovely sear on the bottom. You leave it sitting there until it's easy to turn it over. And if you do wait, and it's hard for people who are used to nonstick and they're very nervous that the food is going to get soldered to the bottom, but I guarantee you it won't. When you can move it, then you turn it over and you will see that there's a lovely sear on the bottom of that. When it's still in the process of getting well-seasoned, you will have little bits and pieces, little crusty bits in the pan. Those actually, if you take out your food and then add just a little bit of water or wine to them, are fabulous to make a little tiny sauce. But you will probably have sticky bits for, you know, a few weeks in the bottom of the pan every time you cook. My advice for that is simply pour some hot water into the pan, turn off the heat, let it sit until you've finished eating, come back in, and then you can go and scrub most of those out with just a nylon scrubby in the sink with hot water and the pan will be fine. If you've done something like bacon, which leaves lots and lots of fat in the pan, you can't really get that saturated fat out with just hot water. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to do with that, and it will also aid in the seasoning, just leave it on the stove, turn on the heat, add just a tiny bit more of any kind of oil and a big pour of very coarse salt. For this, I use Morton's kosher salt, which I don't like to use for cooking, but it's really good for working on seasoning. And get a huge wad of paper towel, and then you just grind that salt into the oil and into the residual fat, say, from the bacon. And you will see the salt change color, and what it will do is it will remove any little sticky bits and it will absorb the fat and then when you can feel under your hand that the bottom of the pan feels smooth again take it over to the sink run some hot water and then rinse out all of that salt the salt just goes right down the drain mm-hmm. and you will see that the pan looks as if it's gone to the pan spot it will be lovely and lustrous <laughs> 
and and black and put it back on the stove for a couple of minutes so that any water that's still down in those little pores, because we're assuming your pan is not yet completely seasoned, Mm -hmm. will be driven out by the heat. And then just use either a paper towel or a cloth towel after you've left it on the stove for a couple of minutes to dry off anything else that you, you see there. If you don't do this, putting a pan back on the heat, uh, one that's a new pan, and you only try drying it out with a cloth, what you'll see if you don't use it again within the next 24 hours or so is a slight, slight haze of rust over the cooking surface. And that's because water was still down in those little pores. But if you get that, you will never have any trouble with your pans at all. And they will become your best cooking friends. And you will have something you can pass on to a child or a grandchild or a niece or nephew. And it will, it will go on and on into the seventh generation. It's just, it's just impossible to destroy. I think, honestly, Jan, I think that my best cooking friend right now might be cooking advice from you. I appreciate all of the insight. Lots of great details there and uh, lots of details that are honestly making me very hungry, too. Well, good. Good. I I always promote hunger. Jan Zita Grover, teaching classes for Minneapolis Public Schools Community Ed. I will have links up online. We're looking for some new classes in the spring and maybe a cast iron cooking class. Thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it. You're very welcome.